Jesus, Yeshua, our Lord, our Mashiach, or our Christ. Do you know, Jerome, when I was new in the faith, I used to feel that Christ was Jesus' last name. How many have felt that way before? It's Jesus Christ, like David Saki. Jesus Christ. Yes. But it is a title. Jesus the, it's Jesus the Christ. Yeshua our Mashiach. Jesus the Mashiach. Or, well, I wish I could say it in the Hebrew. Jesus the Mashiach. It's Mashiach. Yes. Or the Messiah. Or Christus. Five keys to prosperity. Hallelujah. How many want to prosper? Five keys to prosperity. Amen. Number one, the key of knowing that it is God who gives us prosperity. The key of knowing that only God gives prosperity. <clears throat> James 1.17 James 1.17 says, Every good, every means 100%. Every good gift and every perfect gift. So 100% of good gifts, 100% of perfect gifts come from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom is no Mutation, glory, no variableness, no change, neither shadow of turning. Hallelujah. So it's clear that prosperity comes from God. Deuteronomy 8.18 But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. Why? That he may establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers as it is this day. Oh, glory to God. I'm a Christian and because I'm in Jesus Christ, my father is Abraham. I'm a child of Abraham. Hallelujah. And therefore, I'm an heir according to the promise. How many are children of Abraham? And we are children of God. Hallelujah. Then we also read, okay. Look for true riches and prosperity that comes from God only. Hallelujah. Look for true riches and prosperity that comes from God only. Then we read Genesis 39, 2 to 6. Then know that there are many ways to get money, 
But God is the only one who blesses with prosperity. There are many ways. Proverbs 10, 22, a quick recap. There are many ways to get money. Otherwise, the drag barons, Don Pablo Escobar. When we go to Colombia, we'll go to where he was. Hallelujah. And does that, did God give him the money? Did God give the medres, some of these medres who have a lot of money, drag, whatever, did he give them the money? No. So it means that you can make money which did not come from God. But blessings only come from God. And when God blesses, he adds money as a byproduct of the blessing. Amen. That's what the Bible says. Abraham was very rich. And Abraham's chosen child, Isaac, or Isaac, was very rich. And Jacob was very rich. No matter what they tried to do against Jacob, he, he could not but prosper. Yes. The blessing of the Lord Proverbs 6, uh, Proverbs 10, 22. The blessing of the Lord, that blessing makes rich. So remember, the blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he added no sorrow with it. ESV. ESV. ESV, please. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. NLT. So you see that God's blessing will make you rich. But rich in what? He could have said money, but rich in everything including money. And no sorrow is added to it. Amen. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich and he adds no sorrow with it. So it means that you can have certain things that you get which are like privileges, but there will be sorrows attached. But once God does it, no sorrow is attached to it. Look at Psalm 91 verse 14, NL, uh, NESB. NESB. Psalm 91 verse 14. Just add one to the four, uh, before the four and you'll be okay. Psalm 91 verse 14. Because he, ha because he holds NASB. NASB. Because he has loved me. So let's love God. Because he has loved me. This is a promise. Once you love God, then accept this as yours. Therefore, I will deliver him. Now, I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. Now, interpreting this properly means that there are two blessings because of two things we do. The first blessing is that we will be delivered. Why? Because we love God. Anyone, glory to God, anyone who loves God is delivered from what? From everything that needs deliverance. Number two, when we know his name, he will set us securely on high. 
So anyone who knows the name of the Lord will be surely set securely on high. Anyone who loves the Lord will be delivered. Now, if we know his name, now what is his name? His name he has exalted. I mean, what is his name? The Bible says, and his name. What, what, what is his name? Yeah, Jesus. His name, Jehovah Rapha, our physician. Jesus is Jehovah Rapha. Who Yes. Jehovah Tikenu in Jeremiah 23. Now, God the Father has never been our righteousness. Because Jesus had to be our righteousness by what he did for us. How can righteousness means right standing with God? So, how can God the Father say, uh, uh, I made it? No, 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 no. Jesus is our righteousness. Righteousness means right standing with God. Righteousness means that you have fulfilled the law. I didn't hear that God the Father came to fulfill the law. I heard God the Son came to fulfill the law. So that when we have faith in him, we have fulfilled the law. Go to Jeremiah 23, verse 6. Hallelujah. Okay. Start from five, five and six. Behold, the days come, said the Lord, that I will raise. If I let's use NLT for this, but we can clearly see that God the Father did not has never come from a human being, but God the Son did. For the time is coming, says the Lord. Now this Yahweh, when I will place a righteous branch, you see now. This is important. Now, this is the Father. For the time is coming, says God the Father. Glory. When I will place a righteous branch, God the Son, on King David's throne, this righteous branch, he will be a king who rules with wisdom. He will do what is just and right throughout the land. This is God the Father speaking. And glory to God. And this is his name. The Lord is our righteousness. In that day, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. Now, the Lord, our righteousness, is Jehovah Tikinu. Hallelujah to Jesus. That's in Christ. Now, Gideon saw the angel of the Lord or the messenger of the Lord. They didn't know how to say Jesus. I mean, he hadn't revealed himself. So, in the Christophany, which is the pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ, they saw that he sacrificed and it was consumed. The angel of the Lord put the stick, stretched it out and it was consumed. And he said, wow, I have seen God and I'm still alive. Hallelujah to Jesus. Then, an altar was built and he named the place Jehovah Shalom my peace we also see how the captain of the Lord's army the angel of the Lord was standing as Joshua was about to fight and as Joshua came the angel of the Lord said remove your shoes no angel can tell a human being to remove his shoes 
no angel has a right. We will judge them. How can uh, angels that I will judge, you will judge? How can they tell us to remove our shoes? By the angel of the Lord, remove your shoes. You are standing on holy ground. And then he said, wow, my, he's my peace. Then we have Jehovah Nisi, our banner. When was that proclaimed? Wasn't it when Moses was fighting? Or, or he, his hand was up? They held his hands, supported as they fought. And then when, they got a, when his hands was heavy, then they lost the battle. So they had to keep, uh, put a stone under his hand so that the, his hand was kept up so that the battle would be won. And then when they won the battle, he, he had an altar. And what it was the altar? Uh, what was the name of the altar? Jehovah Nisi. But remember that Jesus Christ was the rock that followed them. Jesus Christ was present, and that rock was Christ. How many are getting what I'm saying? So, Jesus Christ was guiding them as they were being led by the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, and the angel of the Lord was present. Jehovah Jireh, our provider, when was that brought? Yes, but when was that brought? Did Abraham, when he was about to sacrifice Isaac or Isaac, he was about to take the knife to sacrifice Isaac. And then the angel of the Lord said, do not touch the lad. Now I know that you fear God. The angel of the Lord is saying that I, the angel of the Lord, know that you fear God. And you have not withheld your only son from me, angel of the Lord. And I, the angel of the Lord, will bless you. Then he goes on. Then he saw a ram caught. That's it. Very good. Genesis 22. Let's start from where the knife is being taken down. And let's see. Genesis 22, 13. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, behind him, a ram was caught uh, what's before 13? No, no, I'm trying to get the history of it. 12. Go, go to 10. Genesis 22, 10. Very good. And Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Verse 11. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, Here am I. And he said, lay not thine hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I, the angel of the Lord, know that thou fearest God, the Father, seeing thou hast not withheld thy son, thine only son, from me, angel of the Lord. Continue. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, behind him a ram caught in a thicket by his horns. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering instead of his son. And Abraham called the name of that place Jehovah Jireh or Jireh as it is said to this day. In the mount of the Lord it shall be seen. Continue. And the angel of the Lord called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time and said by myself, the angel of the Lord is saying, by myself, I swore, seeth the Lord, for because thou hast not, has done this, and it goes on. 
What do you think? So Jesus is Jehovah Jireh, our provider, because it was the angel of the Lord who was present there. Then we have Jehovah Mikedesh, our sanctifier. We have Jehovah Rapha. We all know that Jehovah Rapha is our healer. He said, I will not permit or put the diseases that I have put on the Israelites upon you if you obey me because I am the Lord that healed thee. Jehovah Rapha. We know that the son of righteousness will arise with healing in his wings. We all know that Jehovah Rapha is Jesus, our healer. So there's Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Mikedesh, Jehovah Tikinu. Which other Jehovah's am I missing? Siri and the others. Mikedesh. Yeah, that's the sanctifier. So, Psalm 91, verse 14. Because he has known my name. Jehovah Sabbath. Yes. Noun. All these are his name. But I don't need to remember all these things. All I need to say is Jesus. And I know his name. Jesus. And I know his name. Jesus. And I know his name. All I need to say is Jesus. Faith in his name. Look at 1 John 3. 20 to 23. Looks like I'm stuck here. I've not even started going on to the other stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes, uh, 20. Good. 1 John 3, 20. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knoweth all things. Oh, I'm, I've sinned. My heart is condemning me. God knows all things. If our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. And as Christians, he'll be able to remove the sense of condemnation from our hearts. That's why the next verse in verse 21 says, Beloved, if our hearts condemn us not, because God is greater than our hearts, when our hearts were condemning us, God removed the sense of condemnation. Because Romans 8:1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit so the condemnation was there and it has been removed from the lord by the lord because we are christians and we have repented now beloved if our hearts condemn us not because god has removed it then we have we confidence toward god and whatsoever we ask who Glory to God. Did you get that? Whatsoever we ask, we receive of him. Can you believe it? Anything we ask the Father God, whatever we ask God, we receive of him. I receive means I ask him for something. He gave it to me. I receive your ring. I receive it. It's here. I've received it. Can I have your ring? I received it. Versus, can I have your ring? Say no. I got the answer. The answer was no. But that's why God said, you receive of him. 
He didn't say, whatsoever we ask, we have the answer. Because the answer could be, no. But we receive of him. There are, there are, there are a few verses like that. Also, First John 5, 14 and 15. Maybe we'll read it if there's time. Because. So, it means that if I want this verse to apply to me, then I have to find out what the because is requiring. By many Christians, oh, I receive of him. Wow, let me start praying. No, 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 no. Because. Let's find out what the because is. Because we keep his commandments and we do those things that are pleasing in his sight. Now, God is going to tell us what his commandment is. But as for what is pleasing in his sight, read the Bible and we'll find out what is pleasing in his sight. The next verse. Now, this is his commandment. And this is his commandment that we should believe on the name. Glory to God. Believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another as he gave us commandment. So, believe in the name. That name that we read in Psalm 91 verse 14, that says he will set us securely on high because we have known his name. When you know his name, you believe it. How are you going to believe in something you don't know? Now, very good. And then love one another as he gave us commandment. This is where the rubber hits the road and separations okay. And people have all sorts of theories. And then, so I don't know how your conscience can remove love when the Bible is love. Love has been removed from many Christians. And they are doing all sorts of things. And then judgment day will come. And First John 3 uh, 1 to 11, 12 will be sticking, or 14. In fact, first John 3 will be staring at them in the face. God will ask, Did you read it? Let's look at first John 3. Let's start from verse 6. Am I preaching to somebody here? Whosoever abide, in fact, let's use NLT. Let me just say it so that we continue, so that I, I don't have to explain too much. So if we continue to live in him, we won't sin either. But those who keep on sinning never, have never known him or understood who he is. Dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. So it means that people are being deceived about what is truly the important thing. When people do what is right, it is because they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. Please continue. But when people keep on sinning, it shows they belong to the devil, who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy these works of the devil. Continue. Those who have been born into God's family do not sin because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning. So it, does, so it means that they keep on sinning, they're living in sin, they're practicing, the acceptance, I'm sinning, but God, I'm sinning. I know you don't like it, but you've accepted it. Grace is sufficient for me. When sin abounds, grace abounds the more. God knows my heart. Thank you, Lord. Let's indulge in the sin. It means you don't know who God is. You've never met him. So they cannot, they can't keep on sinning because they have been born of God. Oh, what a message. Next verse. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Now let's find out. This verse will stick at many Christians in the face. Anyone who does not obey God's commands 
and does not love other Christians does not belong to God. When we judgment day to stay. So I'm trying to be careful to have this. Let's all remember because judgment day to stay. The theories and the principles will not hold, but this will hold. Now, the Greek 25 is the love here. And it's different from agape. It is, it is wishing well the fellow Christian. No malice. No malice. You are wishing well the fellow Christian. You are looking for their best interest. You are not preferring others to the fellow Christian, but you are loving the fellow Christian. It's different from the agape. So, that's why knowing his name and loving God is what matters. But when you think about it, loving God, God says in First John that if you say you love God and you hate your brother, you are a liar. It's not possible to love God who you cannot see and hate the one you can see. And that word hate is the misio. It doesn't mean I hate and I loathe. The hate means you, you esteem the person so much less than others. You see it's all over the place. Christians fighting each other. It's all over the place. But look, the verse will stare. It will stare in the face. I'm trying to be a practical Christian. When I'm failing somewhere, I say, look, it's a failure. Let's move. Let's try to fix it. But if it is staring in the face, it's staring. Nothing in the universe will be able to change God's mind about this love. He will not break his word for any principles or any theories. And it means that if a fellow Christian is not doing well, or something bad happens to a fellow Christian. I knew it. I knew it. He left. I knew it. This is what happens to people who leave. I knew it. And then you are expecting heaven. Let's change you. Oh, it it's ap applies to all of us. Let's be true Christians who hold God's banner of love. His banner over me is love. When you were children, you can't remember it. His banner over me is love. Do you remember it? His banner over me is love. Yes, it's a good Christian song. It's nursery rhyme, but it's good. How many know that song? I guess you are not part of those who are listening to it. His banner over me is love. I can't remember the verse. Da, 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 da. What? Yeah, but there were some... His banner over me is love. We used to play it every day for the kids while we were sleeping. Every night, just play it. So, how many have seen the importance? Let's know that love according to what the Bible says. And God has given us 
the concordance to explain what love he's referring to, what it means. Let's love, because at the end of the day, if there's a Christian in another church also, or there's a Christian at work, or there's a Christian in school, know that God is watching you. If I ask you keep reading it, it's even get, it gets, gets more scary. God is watching to see whether we will love them. Whether we will wish them well. Let, let's keep reading this. It's, it's a get frightening. Let's continue. Hallelujah. So if you belong, anyone who does not obey God's commandments and does not love other Christians, so you can obey God's commandments and you won't love God's Christi, uh, your fellow Christians and you don't belong to God because end. And the love here is not according to anyone's theory. But the love here is written in, you can find what it means. It means wish well. It means long for. It means wish well, have the best intentions for the person. And it goes on. Let's continue. Verse 11. This is the message we have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil and his brother had been doing what was right. So don't be surprised, dear brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. If we love our Christian brothers and sisters, it proves that we have passed from death to eternal life. That is the proof. What is the proof you are a Christian? It's not, you are, you, the proof that you are a Christian is not because you blow tongues. The proof that you are a Christian is not because you come to church. According to the Bible, the proof that you are a Christian is because you love fellow Christian brothers and sisters. Amen. We know that we have passed from death unto eternal life because of love. But a person who has no love is still dead. That's why the commandment is very important. That's why there's victory. Imagine knowing the name of Jesus and loving fellow Christians. What, what, what can be withheld from you? We must wish well. When you see somebody not doing well, be sad for the person. Don't use it as proof of your theory, which is false. Wish well. Am I preaching here? Wish well. If a Christian offends you at work or offends you in school, still wish them well. Forgive them, let them go. And forgive them. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus say? Now, when I do this, do it back. Mm. Many pastors and Christians say this is what Jesus said. But when I slap you, turn the other cheek. This is what Jesus said. Jesus said, when someone slaps you, turn the other cheek. But many Christians have rewritten that and said, slap, 
Put your hands together for them. But God is also watching. He's waiting. He won't change his word for you or me. That's why when I'm, I'm not work, it's not working, when I need to do something, I say, God, I need to do this. I'm not going to make excuses. So we need to study the word for ourselves. How do you prosper? How, how can I prosper? It's part of it. I mean, Psalm 91 verse 14 is part of it. If you set your love, it means if you love God, anyone who loves God, in fact, uh, you might think, okay, let, let, me, let me get this verse for you. Let's get 1 John 4, 18 onwards. How can, you see, uh, 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 but before then, look at uh, uh, Psalm 91 verse 14 again. Because he has loved me, therefore I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high because he has known my name. We've explained the name one. Now, because he has loved me. Okay, 1 John 4, 18 to 22. Now let's see what it means to love God. I'll not even bring what Jesus said. If you love me, you keep my word. But let's look at another. 1 John 4. 18 to 22. Let's start from uh, 17. 1 John 4, 17. Herein is our love. If I use NLT, let's start from 16. NLT, please. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in him. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment. I don't want to be afraid. Look, the day of judgment, when we are not, in, when, when we are not walking in love, we will tremble. And we, as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid on the day of judgment because we can face him with confidence because we are like Christ here in this world. I want to be confident when I meet him. Such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of judgment. And this shows that his love has not been perfected in us. I was going to read another one that talks about fear has torment. But anyway, we love each other as a result of his loving us first. 20. If someone says, I love God, so now we are going to look, remember we're talking about 1 John 4, uh, uh, Psalm 91 verse 14. He, if, uh, uh, because he has loved me. Now let's see who God considers loves him. If someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, that person is a liar. So, if you hate your fellow brother or sister in Christ, then Psalm 91 verse 14 cannot apply to you because you don't love God, according to this verse. If, so, this is for all of us. So. I'm taking it directly. If someone says, I love God, but hates a Christian brother or sister, 
that person is a liar. For if we don't love people we can see, how can we love God whom we have not seen? And God himself has commanded that we must love not only him, but our Christian brothers and sisters too. Continue. That's it. Hallelujah. And then God is love. Uh, no, keep reading. Where is the part that says God is love? Um, First John 4, 13, 13 to 16. 1 John 4, 13 to 16. So I try to pray. Let's make it a prayer topic. I try to pray, God, let me love my fellow Christian. Let me love the brethren. It's a very good prayer. Let me love. Let me walk in love. Let me love. Because when we die, at the end of the day, we are going to be judged on how we loved God and how we loved our neighbor. And loving God will make you do for you serve him also. So how we loved God, how we loved our neighbor, that's, how, that's the judgment. It's not anything. It's, it's not mystical thing. Do you want to be bold in the day of judgment? When we die and we meet God, do we want to be, what is he going to say? No, I want to be confident. When I go, I know that he's going to, there's no question about having hell, but rather, what are the rewards? The crowns. The brightness. The brightness. If Christ comes today, all the things we are doing will not matter. If Christ comes tonight, Christ can come this evening. If he comes this evening, because of course Costa Rica there's nothing what Costa Rica in heaven no Costa Rica is done there's no the, the crusade we are planning for Costa Rica we are going tomorrow God will that, that you know hold all plans will be finished and it will be now love did you love God did you love your neighbor or, or, or did you love your fellow Christian because the greatest commandment is to love your neighbor but the proof of Christianity is to love the fellow Christian two separate things I'll repeat it again. The greatest commandment is to love your neighbor. But the proof of Christianity is to love the fellow Christian. And God has given us his spirit as proof that we live in him and he in us. Continue. Furthermore, we have seen with our own eyes and now testify that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. All who proclaim that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in them and they live in God. We know how much God loves us and we have put our trust in him. God is love and all who live in love live in God and God lives in them. And as we live in God, our love grows more perfect. So we will not be afraid. Then it goes on. When we are preaching on love, there's so much to say about love. <laughs> love doesn't retaliate. If, oh, that one, we are, we are all humans, we are working on it, but I'm, I'm hoping that the grace of God, if I hear somebody saying something bad about me or I'll exercise love and say God will handle it. I'm praying that if I'm at work and I'm more treated by my boss, I'll, of course, do what I need to do. And then 
leave the rest to God. When I say do what I need to do, I need to deal with the problem. Does that make sense? Yeah. Do the problem means make your case. Sort the issue out. But the way I treat fellow Christians is different from how I treat people who are not Christians, even at work and in everything I do. That's how it's always been. The way I treat Jewish people, yeah. When I'm dealing with a Jew, I give them leeway because they are, they are from Jesus' town. <laughs> so I don't, I don't wrestle, I don't do too much argument because we are, we are all the seed of Abraham, kind of, one from the flesh, one from the spirit. So, good. When I'm dealing with a Christian, I don't, I don't, I don't, stretch too much and deal with the situation. I've taken landlords to court and, and they've brought lawyers and I've disgraced them in court. No, serious. I've taken my land. They, they, they took money. They, 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 I, I, <clears throat> <laughs> We're living and they said we have to pay they took the deposit, said we have to pay five, six thousand dollars. I said, No way. They took us to court. I also, no, actually, I went, took them to court first to, to, to take the money, and then they took us to court. When we went to court, they brought their lawyer, and the lawyer brought her father, who is a lawyer, to witness it. I said, I don't need a lawyer. Just as my lawyer, I would defend myself. I read all the different articles. I went there and I disgraced her in court. Because Jesus was the one who was my lawyer. And I won the case. And then, as I was dealing with them on, social, on, on, on the internet, speaking the truth about how they were, they wrote a warning letter. Desist or resist. Desist. Uh, yeah, stop writing it, blah, blah, blah. And I said, it's the truth. Then I researched and I put the law anti-slap law. I put it there in the, my response to them. No one said a word again. Because I'm dealing with them accordingly. It's different from how I deal with a Christian. Hallelujah. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. And I'm just saying this. I'm preaching, but I'm not, I'm not even thinking about any... As I was preaching, I just remember something that has nothing to do with anything. I'm just preaching what I'll preach anyway. Hallelujah. There was a time I was going to deal with somebody at work because they... they, they when I said deal with, I was going to bring an issue up. And I remember that he's from Jesus' place. I said, I leave it. <laughs> I just left it. I just said, it's okay. That's how we must behave. What do you think? Very important. We must behave that way. Am I preaching here? Okay. Number two, position yourself for prosperity. And then we said that it's a sin not to. Uh, it's, a, it's a sin to not help the poor. 
How many remember that? Then we started to read about Job. How many remember? We read about Job. Now, Job 29. I think we read about Job chapter 29. And we saw how great God made Job. God made Job the greatest man in the East. So we said said a lot about Job. Hallelujah. And all the blessings that God gave Job, verse 12, let's look at 11 and 12, NLT. All who heard me praised me. All who saw me spoke well of me. Verse 12. Because I delivered the poor that cried and the fatherless and him that had none to help him. The blessing of him that was ready to perish came upon me and I caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. I put on righteousness And it clothed me. My judgment was a robe and a diadem. I was eyes to the blind and feet was eye to the lame. I was father to the poor and the cause which I knew not I searched out. So God talked about, uh, the Bible talks about how great Job was. Hallelujah. And now what did Job do? In fact, yes, what did Job do? We talk, Let me just list the things that uh, uh, were blessings to Job. God took care of Job. Then last week, we talked about the fact that God lit the way for Job and he walked safely through the darkness. The next is that the prime of Job's life was always. He was always in the prime of his life. God will be your friend and it will be felt at your home. Job's friendship with God was felt in his home. God will be with you and preserve your family and children. Your path will be drenched with cream and the rock will pour out for you streams of olive oil. We explain what all that meant. You will be amongst the honored leaders where you live respected by the high officials and nobility. You would be praised, honored, and have a good name among the people. You will continue to be honored all the time. Your strength would continue to be renewed by the Lord. Everyone wanted want to hear from you and speak to you and will always seek your advice and your counsel. People would look for you and tell what, people would look for you to tell them what to do. You would be a comforter of those who mourn. So you always speak well. People always speak well of you. One thing I want to say is that let's do our best not to speak evil of people. 
very, very important. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Let's always do our best not to speak evil of people. No matter by the grace of God, no matter what I hear, no matter what happens, there are certain people, if I, I shouldn't speak evil about anyone, but there are certain people I'll never speak evil of. I'll never speak evil of my pastors. I have two pastors I'll never speak evil of by the grace of God. I have to say by the grace of God before I realize you are, in, you are saying evil. No, by the grace of God. And I want to encourage you never to speak evil of anyone. Especially if you remember there are some people who have been good to you. Never speak evil of them. Very important. Whether it's at work, whether it is in a relative, whether it's in church, never speak evil of them. Job was someone who would never speak evil of anyone. Kenneth Hagen, before he died, or in fact, at his funeral, one of the common phrases I heard was that Kenneth Hagen was full of love and never said evil about anyone. Because faith works by love. Hallelujah. How many from today try to just say no comment? There was a time that there was a pastor who was being corrected because he had done something wrong in the Assemblies of God or one of these places. And he was, uh, he, he was uh, punished or whatever. And Kenneth Hagin was late for the meeting. So they asked him, what? He asked, what happened? And the person said, this pastor did ABC and was punished. Then they asked him, what do you think, Kenneth Hagen? And Kenneth Hagen said, I concur. I think this is a story I heard, I think from my pastor, Bishop Dag. I don't know, I, I can't remember whether I read it. Or, yeah. That night, as he was sleeping, a bright light appeared in his room. Bright light! And a voice loud voice, who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his master, he's able to rise or fall. He, the, the master is able to pick him up. Let's look for that verse. Who art thou? That's one thing Job never did. You, you won't be speaking evil of people. Who art thou? Don't speak evil of anyone. Today the message is different. Don't speak evil of anyone. But very important. Romans 14, 4. If I, yes. Let's start from 3. Let not him that eateth despise. Okay. 4. Who, 4 please. Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master, he standeth or falleth. Meaning that you and I are not the one to determine God's servant, whether he's standing or falling. Because to God, the master can be standing or falling. Yea, he shall be holding up, for God is able to make him stand. Amen. So it means that I can't judge you also. That's if you're a servant anyway of God. I can't judge you to determine whether you are falling. I can't judge you to determine whether you are 
this or that. No, it's up to God. How many are getting what I'm saying? So Job was someone who, when he spoke, he spoke with integrity. He spoke with love. He acted in love. Oh, yes. And that's why everyone wanted to hear him. That's why when he spoke, he was giving godly counsel. They wanted to hear what he had to say. Also, also, how many are ready for also? Job assisted and helped the poor in their need. Anyone who was poor, Job will help the poor in their need. Job assisted and helped the orphans who required help. Are there orphans who require help that you can see? He helped those without hope and they blessed him. Are there people around you who have no hope? He caused the widow's heart to sing for joy. Are there widows around you? Are there people who are underprivileged around you? When they hear that Nala Telesaki has come, are they going to rejoice or they are going to say, who is she? Or they are going to rejoice that, wow, this lady has come. They'll, they'll be screaming, oh, shouting, we thank you, oh God, God, how good have you been? You are so good. And then people ask, why are you praising God? What has happened? No, she's here, she's here, she's here. Who? Prophetess Tete. Prophetess Tete, she's here. Oh, but what's wrong with her being here? Is she going to give a word of prophecy? No, no, no. I don't want to be known as the one who's giving a word of prophecy. No, because my needs are being met now. Because she has come. Because she is here, we are going to get some money. Because she's here, you are going to get food to eat. Because she's here, our rent is going to be paid. That's what we are talking about. That was Job. For I helped the poor in their need and the orphans who had none to help them. And orphans, when orphans hear that you are around, they would rejoice. He was an honest man in everything he did. Job 29, 14. Are we honest? Are we honest? Sometimes we need to be honest. Sometimes you can hear something and when you are genuinely honest, you know that this is not what the person meant. Did you get that? There are certain times I see a video and people are using it to bash someone and I know that this is not what the person meant. All you need to do is to watch the rest of the video and you see that the person is in has integrity and they didn't mean what you are saying the person meant. How many have seen that before? How, was, were you here when I showed you? Did I, sh I showed some of who, I, who have I shown the, the rest of it? When you, there are certain times you just watch the full video. Hallelujah. And many times that happens. So, so it's very important for us to not just judge. I don't know if I'm preaching to somebody. 
Be careful what you hear. Be a person of integrity. Meaning that genuinely what you really believe, let that be out of your mouth. Don't say what you genuinely don't believe. Hallelujah. Or don't use something out of pressure. And don't use something as a weapon when deep down you know that it is not really a weapon. Oh, I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. But it happens at uh, as for work, it happens all the time. How many get what I'm saying? At work, it happens all the time. Where they'll try to climb over you to reach a certain place. Where they know that they are their fault. Or someone else is the fault, but they want to get you out. We are not talking about that. We are talking about we knowing what someone meant and stating exactly that. That was Job. Job will never... If you see, I'm trying to be like that. When I know what someone means, this is what a person means. Say what you know the person means. If you and Joel are together and maybe the two of them are bashing Joel because of a statement Joel made, but you had spoken to Joel or you had more information and you know that this is not what Joel meant, Many people will be quiet. That God doesn't like that. Many Christians will be quiet. But you speak up and say that, no, this is not what happened. This is what the person means. Very important. Even at work, this, this is not even just about Christians. This is about Christians, unbelievers, any person. Because then you are a person of integrity. This is why God blessed you. It's not just because of the poor, but this is one of the reasons. He was honest. Job 29, 14 says what? All I did was just and honest. Righteousness covered me like a robe and I wore justice like a turban. What is the truth? What is the just thing? But a small section is sticking out. I was watching a video not too long ago. And someone was making a statement. But when you take a sm that small section out, it looks bad. But when you just watch just a few before, a few after, it is 100% accurate. Complete picture, 100% accurate. But what about in your circle? With your friends in school? What a message. Especially you young ones. Always misbehaving on the, the, the phone and the, the, the iPads. So much confusion with the, 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 the 11, 12, 13 year olds. This applies to you even more. What are you going to do? When you hear about your friend. I know what I'm talking about. When you hear about your friend. And you know the truth. And you are, someone is bashing your friend. What are you going to do? Are you going to say the truth or speak the truth or bring out the true, honest, just report or you are going to join them? Some people do it for favor. Some people do it for gain. I want to impress my leader. I, 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 want, I want to impress my friend. So let me take her side when the side is wrong.
Listen to the message. All of us, it affects all of us. I'm sure every one of us can find times that we could have done better. Including you. I'm preaching here. My children are the ones who give me permission, so I'm using them freely. Including you. <laughs> All of us can benefit from this. It's very important. How can we get the blessings of Job? I try my best to be accurate and honest. If there was a meeting and I was in a meeting, but maybe the meeting was two hours and I was there 30 minutes before the end, I will not tell people that I was in a meeting throughout. I'll be lying. Or I will not be giving the right representation. So it means that what I'm saying might not necessarily hold because I was not in the meeting throughout. So when you are speaking with confidence saying, I was in a meeting and I know what was said, it's not accurate. Because you were in the meeting at the tail end when most of the things had been talked about. I don't know that I'm speaking to somebody here. I, because I'm saying this because so many times I've seen how Christians fail in this. The honesty. It's very rare to find honest Christians. I'm not even talking about lies, but honesty and, and righteousness or, or righteous acts, justice. There was a time I wasn't planning to go for a meeting because I didn't have the means to go some time back. And a few people organized for me to go. My pastor was commending me. I didn't think you'd go. Wow, you've done so well for going. You've done so well. But I felt good that he was saying, but I, I had to be honest. I told him that, yes, thank you, but... I was not going. It was ABC who organized for me. I had to say it. But some people will go say, yes, yes, it's true. It's true. To get, no, no, I had to be honest. It's not, it, it, I would not have been able to go. I wasn't planning to until the, this guy organized for me. That's the truth. But how many Christians are going to say, yes, it's true? Honesty. Sometimes, I'm behaving in a certain way towards you. And I know that I don't, I'm, I, 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 and I know that I'm behaving in a way that is not acceptable. So let's assume I'm irritated by you. So when you greet me, I ignore you. And it happens constantly. And I know when you confront me, some Christians will almost cry. Oh! <gasps> How could you? I'll never do that. And I'll now feel bad. So, do, do you understand? So, if, if, if I'm approaching you because, and I'm waving at you and you ignore me intentionally and I confront you, many some people have seen it. People, you cry and make me feel bad to apologize. But that's not honest. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Because you knew that this is what you are doing. Does that make sense? It was intentional. Does that make sense? Yes, it happens a lot. You can put your hands together. It happens a lot. 
I've seen it in when I'm dealing. It happens a lot. People also taking the credit for what they shouldn't take the credit for. Every all of us like credit to be given, but if the credit does not belong to you, don't take it. How many see that a lot of Christians have that problem? Don't take the credit if it doesn't belong to you, if you know. And maybe no one will find out. But is it worth it to take the credit? Because yes, your leader, your boss, the credit has been given to you. But what about God? You lost the credit with God but gained the credit with men. Honest. Joe and all, in fact, this is very important. All I did was just and honest. Righteousness covered me like a robe. I saw that one, we are Christians, so righteousness is covering us like a robe. And I wore justice like a turban. Just, honest, justice. I, I, I don't know whether I get what I'm saying. How many, you see, no, Christi, <laughs> Christians do it all. There was a time I gave someone an inch and they took 100 inches. And what they did was not appropriate. But <laughs> if you ask, tell the person that, they almost cry, you have to apologize. But why? Let's be honest. Let's be just. I, I, I don't know if you are getting what I'm saying. Because if we are not, we can find ourselves in many of these examples. We can find ourselves. All we need to do is to think about it. We can find ourselves. Are we truthful? Are we truthful to other Christians? Are we truthful to ourselves? Are we truthful to others? Are we even truthful to God? Imagine ahead of us, uh, 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 sorry, don't worry, I'll be finishing soon. Uh, uh, clock in and out, work. Ahead of a Christian who, instead of clocking in and going to work, they will let another Christian, this now being honest to God, not other people, now God, and the angels, <laughs> they will let someone else clock in for them but there was a camera when they lost so what i mean by that is that you are supposed to get to work at nine to start work at nine now you let someone clock that i david saki started work at nine meanwhile you get in at 10 15. so when you are called for the meeting and you are being fired you are saying god why you are not honest with god when you say god why because why not? You lied. God says don't lie. You lied and you were fired. What does God have to do with you being fired? You caused the firing. So you are not being honest with God. You are not being honest with yourself by saying, God, how could you? How many Christians do that?
Very, very important. Let's be honest. Anytime we say something, let us say it the way it is so that anyone who is interpreting what we are saying has the full facts. If the full facts cannot, you, you don't know the full facts, make it clear that I don't know the full facts, but this is what I know. Tell the people that I was not in the meeting throughout. I was only in the meeting the last 30 minutes. But this is what I know based on the last 30 minutes. <laughs> oh, I'm preaching. Don't say something and by the time it's done, by the time you are done, people have the wrong impression about someone. You see, what I'm saying now, I'm saying in, for our daily lives and those watching, my daily life and your daily life, in school, at work, in church. This is a very important thing. And Job had this. Look at this in King James as we close. Time is up. I put on righteousness and it clothed me. My judgment was a robe and a diadem. How many from today? What the, the, what you see, how you see it must be exactly what it is. Can we, oh, no. So that deep down you know that if an angel comes and says that you were dishonest, you say, no, this cannot be an angel. You, you, you must be that confident because it's different from misunderstanding or it's different from misinterpretation. But we are not talking about misinterpretation. We are talking about some you knowingly doing it. Madam, over there, did you hear that? Yes, you are also part of the message, all of us. I'm not a word. Just our time. We'll continue next time, God willing. Shall we stand to our feet? Let's ask the Lord to make us honest. Make us honest. Honesty. 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 I want to be honest. I want to be just. I want justice. Truth. As it is, I want to be a good representative of Christ. Job, Lord, Job was an honest man. I want to be honest. Honest to myself. Honest to everyone around me. Honest to you, O oh God. 
and love I want to love my neighbor as myself I want to love my fellow Christian speak to the Lord Lord I want to love the brethren I want to prove I am a Christian I want to treat the Christian different from the unbeliever different I must love the unbeliever I must love the non-Christian I must love them very much as the first commandment but I must prove my Christianity by loving my fellow Christian I must prove it so that I'll have boldness in the day of judgment I'll be bold in the day of judgment I'll not wish evil I'll not say bad things I will not wish evil my fellow Christian. I will not have malice. I will not wish evil, but I will wish well my fellow Christian. If my fellow Christian is not doing well, I will not be happy about it. I will not point the finger. I will laugh. I will be honest. Ask the Lord to make you honest. Ask the Lord to give you the love of God. Lord, we want to love. We want to walk in love. We want to love the brethren. We want to prove we belong to you. Oh God. By loving the brethren. Speak to him. I want to love the brethren. I want to be honest. I want to be holy. I want to be set apart. I don't want your scriptures I know to be brought to my attention and I have not been able to fulfill them. And I'm found wanting. Ask him. Tell him that he should make you truthful. Holy, holy, truthful, honest, honest, just. In the name of Jesus, ask him for a few more minutes. I want to be holy. I want to be truthful. I want to be truthful. I want to be truthful. Speak to him about loving the brethren. Loving the fellow Christian. I talk to God about honesty. About truthfulness. About justice. To walk in that. Do not speak evil of anyone. Do not speak evil of those who have been a blessing to you. Do not speak evil of those who have been a blessing to you. Speak to the Lord. Yes. To be truthful, to speak good. In the name of Jesus. 
Father God, we bless you and we worship you in Jesus' name. If you are watching, you are here, you are watching, and you know in your heart that you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. If you know in your heart that you are far away from God, you want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. You want to be born again. You want your sins forgiven. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want Jesus Christ to come into my heart. Then repeat after me. And let us all repeat after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Father God, we thank you for Jesus Christ. Thank you for all the people who have given their lives to Jesus. We will honor you, O God, and bless you. In Christ Jesus' name we pray, amen. We may take our seats. Amen. Offering time. Offering time is blessing time. Let's give a good offering. One of the things that God will use to bless us is giving to the church also. Hallelujah. When we pay our tithe, many blessings. When we give our offerings, many blessings. When we help the poor, many blessings. Prosperity, wealth, good health, long life are tied to giving. Father God, bless our offering and our tithe. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
Father God, we bless and worship you. Have your way in our midst. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow, what a powerful.